This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com ES Audio From the Evening Standard in London, I'm John Weeks and this is The Leader. Inhumane, shockingly ill-conceived, evil. Just some of the words used to describe the government's plans to send asylum seekers to Rwanda in Africa for processing. Boris Johnson set out the plan to send some of the migrants crossing the channel more than 4,000 miles away to the African continent. This innovative approach, driven by our shared humanitarian impulse and made possible by Brexit freedoms, will provide safe and legal routes for asylum while disrupting the business model of the gangs. It's been met with a huge backlash from opposition MPs, public figures and human rights organisations, including Amnesty International. It is an extraordinary statement, quite frankly, of the callous and cruel attitude of ministers at this moment in time. Steve Valdez-Simmons, Amnesty International UK's Refugee and Migrant Rights Director, joins me now to discuss the government's plan. So Steve, how did you react when you heard this news? To begin with, I was fairly dumbfounded, to be honest. Not because the UK government hasn't been talking about precisely this for a very long time, but I had obviously forlornly hoped that all the evidence that has been shown about what this same policy has done in relation to Australia's offshoring process, and indeed, although less discussed, what Israel's deal with Rwanda itself for offloading, essentially, its own asylum responsibilities to Rwanda, what that resulted in would surely lead officials and then ministers to realise that this is an appalling idea, wholly ill-conceived, will not work, and will do enormous harm, including, likely, by profiting again smugglers and traffickers who will abuse the very people the UK discards. And for those who don't know, can you explain what happened as a result of those immigration plans by Australia and Israel? So Australia had a scheme that it would, with people arriving particularly by boat to Australia, send them to offshore islands where they would be held, and they turned out to be held indefinitely for years, rather than allow people to make their claims on the Australian mainland. Now, it turned out that most of the people were indeed refugees, 
About half of them in the end were relocated to Australia, although after enormous damage to them. And the sort of damage we're talking about, suicides of many people, lots of self-harming, serious capitulation of people's mental health, including children, and indeed violence and abuse and neglect, including again of children. And so what happened in the end, in fact, years ago, Australia stopped sending people to those islands and has more recently been trying to close down its scheme, which has cost it billions of Australian dollars. The Israeli scheme was slightly different. It actually sounds more akin to what the UK is planning to do. People who were sent to Rwanda by Israel, many of them simply had their identity documents removed, were left in limbo, were threatened with being returned to the very nations that had threatened their lives. And so many of them fled again into the hands of smugglers, traffickers and all sorts of abuse. And where does this plan sit in terms of human rights? What are the laws or rules around sending migrants to other countries? Firstly, in relation to the Refugee Convention, there is an underlying principle behind that, that all nations are to take responsibility and share responsibility for providing asylum. Because if they don't all take this on and play their part, of course, the system becomes unfair and more and more of them refuse to meet their responsibilities. So when a country like the UK does something like this and effectively seeks to abandon its responsibilities, it undermines the whole thing. So that's a human rights calamity, quite frankly. On the more sort of individual level, sending people to places where there is recorded human rights abuses, where you have no capacity to protect them and safeguard them about that, indeed, Frankly, you have no will and an intention of doing so and leaving them to their fate where you know, because it's been recorded, they are likely to be abused, including all over again by smuggling gangs and traffickers and all the rest, is a gross violation of their human rights and frankly a despicable way of treating a human being. Now, Boris Johnson said earlier the country is one of the safest in the world. Is that right? It's palpably not true. Rwanda has serious issues about its human rights record. And of course it needs to be encouraged to improve that after, as we will all remember not so very long ago, the dreadful genocide in that country. So Rwanda is on a long road to sorting out a whole host of human rights issues. What it needs is support and encouragement in that, not a government like ours, simply showing its flouting of human rights laws and abandoning people to Rwanda, knowing full well that Rwanda hosts a significantly large refugee population compared even to this country, and thinking that there can be any will and capacity for that country to take on more responsibilities that this country is not willing to take itself. And he also said there is simply no other option to this plan. What do you make of that? It's utter, utter nonsense. This country receives still relatively few people seeking asylum, even compared to its nearest neighbours in Europe, let alone countries elsewhere in the world far poorer and less stable than it. So if this country was serious about its asylum responsibilities, it could get on and make its asylum system work. It could make its system more accessible. It could actually remove some of the opportunity for smugglers to profit 
by identifying people, certainly many of the people in northern France who have clear connection to this country, and enabling them safely to come here to make their asylum claims. It could do all of that much more cheaply, much more efficiently and effectively, and most importantly, much more humanely than this terrible policy that it's embarking upon now. And we have seen a lot of backlash to this plan. Do you think enough pressure could lead to a government U-turn? I hope so. And there is real possibility of that. Frankly, Israel abandoned its deal because of both international and domestic pressure. Australia has rowed back from its schemes, again, after international and domestic pressure. I don't know why a government would want to go through this. And we only have to look, don't we, that when the spotlight is actually on the reasons people have to flee and the obvious needs they have, actually the response of the British public, on the whole, not from everybody, but on the whole, is very positive. Why on earth do we not have ministers who will actually back and support that and enable that, increase the capacity, frankly, of this country to provide asylum, rather than doing it down and dismantling the systems that we have in place at the moment. Now, Boris Johnson said today that more countries would opt for this form of immigration plan. I understand Denmark did exactly the same thing last year, sending migrants to Rwanda. Is this a worry? Well, it's plainly a worry that more countries will opt for things like this, whether it's through this scheme or others, that simply try to place their responsibilities always on someone else. And let's think that through. If more and more countries do that, where's left for people fleeing persecution and conflict? We can't constantly be saying it's someone else's role to provide the safety that people are entitled. And if we do that, we can only expect that because safety will be less available elsewhere, more people will be forced onto this ever desperate effort with the only possible help being smugglers of searching around for somewhere that is safe for them. For goodness sake, we all have to share responsibility to make the global asylum system work. And those of us, increasingly our government who refuse that, are breaking it and dismantling it at huge human as well as other costs. There's more on this story in the Evening Standard newspaper and at standard.co.uk. That's the leader. We're back on Tuesday at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.